Hey everyone, thanks for joining us this week. Some guy in Austin and I had a little bit of technical difficulties recording during this time of social distancing. It seems like we both suffer from bandwidth issues. So you're going to hear me sound different in three different ways because at first I started in an office and then I started in my bedroom and then I ended up in my closet. It's fun times, fun times, but you do what you have to do to get the podcast out. And it was very important for us to get it out this week because we lost an incredible entertainer. As some guy in Austin and I discussed, Kenny Rogers decorated our lives with music. He was a walking example of what excellent hair follicles look like, and he knew how to grow a beard, a luscious beard. But above all, he taught us that knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them is a lesson we must all put into practice each and every day. May he rest in peace. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 161 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin who usually is with me for bachelor-related topics, but since we're in an interesting time in the world, I've asked him to come on and talk about something other than The Bachelor. How are you doing, some guy in Austin? You making it in Austin? Happy quarantine, I guess. I don't want to go too far off the tracks, but uh, yeah, the world's a little different since the last time you and I talked and hopefully only for a temporary period of time, but uh, a lot's gone on. Gosh, a lot has gone on and it can be a scary time and a chaotic time and an anxious time, but the reason why we do this is for you to maybe unplug from that a little bit and talk about things that are fun and interesting and pop culture But sadly, today's topic is Kenny Rogers, who passed away (laughs) this week, which is so incredibly sad. He was 81 years old, lived a great, great life, and we just wanted to do something that paid tribute to him and all of his music and all of the great stuff he left in the world. Yeah, and you know, there are a few things that automatically came to mind when he passed away, and um, it's often... You know, someone that's in the background like that your entire life that you just sort of take for granted. But, you know, it's it's sad that he died. But one thing that hit me right when he died is there's so many people in your life, I guess, they're entertainers, uh, particularly music in my case, because I'm a big fan, that are literally there your entire life. Mm-hmm. And you just don't realize how present they are until they die. Yeah. If you like to see a guy live into his 80s, and I think his, if I'm not and his wife is not even in her 50s or something, I think. <laughs> he married young his last marriage. I, I do have that. Um, towards the end, we're going to do some fun facts about Kenny Rogers, and we're going to see if you can answer some trivia, but you're close. <laughs> you're very close on that one. Okay, good. That was good. I just wanted to hit some of the high points for some people who may not know Kenny Rogers, which, like you just said, he's been a part of my whole entire life, so it's it's odd to think people may not know him. But the guy had 120 hit singles across various genres. I think that's very important to point 120? out. 120? Yes, wow. yes. He wasn't just country music. He was one of those rare artists who is able to kind of vacillate between a, a bunch of different genres, particularly because he didn't start out in country music. So he kind of 
just went along and then somehow got into country music. And then some of his songs were so great that they they dripped into mainstream Billboard Top 100 songs. So it's very exciting. And yep. he had 21 well, number one country music hits. Well, so I think the first thing we have to acknowledge, though, is he is from... Uh, as you and I are, mm-hmm. um, from Houston, Houston, Texas. He is from Houston, Texas. And he is also, when I think of Kenny Rogers, the first thing that pops into my mind is his luscious beard and his hair. <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, and his later in life plastic surgery. His later in life plastic surgery that was just all the way botched and bad. Bless his heart. But he is known for, he's got this look. So you, when you see Kenny Rogers, you know Kenny Rogers. Beard, great hair. But he's also, whenever I think of him, I think of ladies' man. And I think uh, great storyteller. What about you? I can't remember him not being gray-headed with a beard. Like, I mean, he had to be in his 30s when he went gray. Right, right. right. And towards the end, it was white he was he was doing yeah. a santa claus look but i it worked it worked and then he went from some point he went from here to the goatee um and i think that was post plastic surgery yes probably trying to cover up a lot of things that again were botched in that <laughs> bless his heart now whenever we first heard about this we each texted each other knew immediately that we wanted to do a podcast since then i've been listening to kenny rogers And like you said at the beginning of this podcast that you didn't realize how he's one of those people where you go, oh, my gosh, I forgot he sang that. Oh, my gosh, I forgot he sang that. And when you have 21 number one country music songs, which is where I know him from mostly, he had a lot of great hits that I adore. And so whenever I told you, hey, pick three Kenny Rogers songs and I'll pick three it it became um, a, a hard to do. I will say that it was very hard for me to pare down. I yeah. think you did it in one point five seconds because you wrote me back immediately what you wanted your three to be, and I had a harder time than you did. Yeah, and when you have one hundred and twenty songs out there that are actually on and charted, much less you know all those albums, you can go years without hearing one of his songs played on the radio because they just, they're not in rotation or they're not relevant or maybe like for instance, in the big Lebowski, they use the first edition, um, um, just dropped in Mm -hmm. song. And I hadn't heard that. I forgot it was even Kenny Rogers on vocal. And so that was, you know, movies like, um, Tarantino does that a lot, not necessarily with, um, Kenny Rogers, but with, with other artists you haven't heard with years. And when you have that kind of a catalog, he could literally do a three-hour concert and not get to, mm-hmm. you know, a third of his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. interesting to look at his career and see how many songs are out there. But, yeah, the three that popped into my head, which you know how that's how I operate, uh, yeah. the first three I texted you because <laughs> – They popped <laughs> you know, into your head and you the thought homework. these are yeah. – <laughs> yeah. That's another true statement. I was trying to give you a benefit of the doubt here. Like, oh, I just knew at one, two, three, but you just didn't want to use the Google box. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Have you ever seen Kenny Rogers in concert? I have. That was one of my facts I was going to tell you about him. Um, he was one of the first, if not the first people as a kid I ever saw at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. One of the, either the first or second time I ever went. I saw him with our good friend Todd probably... Oh, gosh, maybe it was three or four, five years ago. 
And it was one of those times where Kenny Rogers, he was doing his last round, um, or the gambler's last play or something like that was the name of the tour. Yeah, and, yeah. and the Todd, gambler's last uh... <laughs> roll or yeah, something. Sorry. I don't know. But Todd said, I think if we don't go see him, we're not going to see him. And, and I agreed with him. I, it was great. And we both thought it was great in a, um, a little bit more of a melancholy way because he, he was so old and he was forgetting words to songs and he was having to sit down a lot and it, it, he was having trouble walking. So even though it was wonderful, it was sad to see him so aged. So I wish I had seen him maybe yeah. 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago. I don't know. Maybe when you saw him at the rodeo. That would have been yeah. great, but he I, he was still very charming and put on a good show. Yeah, I um I went and saw um George Jones. He died at eighty one um as well, mm-hmm. and I went and saw him at the um, uh, Arena Theater over there on Fondren down by you, and uh, we had great seats, and it was the same type of thing. You know, you're looking at a legend and you know, he's not going to be around much longer. And he was, he forgot the words and he, you know, um, admitted it in front of the audience. He said, I can't believe I did that. But there was something you were glad you were there, but you're also sad that yeah. you knew that that was the end of his career. So, yeah, that's how I was. Um, I went to see Willie Nelson at the rodeo with my roommate, Laura last year at last year's rodeo. And we saw him and then he came again this year and I didn't want to see him again because I thought I'd, I want last year's rodeo to be the memory because he was the same way. I thought, I don't want to see him any older. I would like to see him at his current yeah. old age <laughs> instead of his next year's old age. But, okay, let's talk about your songs. You were able to text them to me very quickly. And I will say that two of them, I think, are... Um, interesting choices that people aren't going to automatically say, which neither of us chose. One being the gambler that I think everybody will go to the gambler. And the second one, everybody will go to islands in the stream. And, and so neither of us picked right. either of those because they are so mainstream. I don't think you would have ever picked them. I probably would have, but I think everybody knows the gambler and everybody knows islands in the stream with Dolly Parton. So I went in opposite direction, and you went way beyond me. So tell people your three. My first one is Lucille. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Mm-hmm. Four hungry children and a crop in the field. Crop in the um, field. I just, you know, as far as, a sto- yeah, I mean, as far as a storyteller, you know, you got a guy that's hitting on a, a woman in a bar, and a big guy comes in, and he's got calloused hands, and uh, he's crying, and he just. So you, you basically you pick to find time to leave me. So it's about a guy who gets left by his wife and is getting hit on, um, or his wife's getting hit on by another guy in a bar, and it's sort of told from his perspective. So you know it's got all the good elements of a country song, but um, yeah, I, I just remember that. I remember the chorus um, is is one thing he did well too in any of those songs. Um, you know, a, a great chorus in that, and then a great story surrounding it, and. Um, the reason I remember that song so much is because I remember sitting in the back of my mom's station wagon, and before I really learned the song, I used to think it was, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, 400 children and a crop in the field. And I thought, well, that's weird. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, with four hungry children and 
crop in the field. But anyway, I remember that. I remember my mom correcting me, um, saying, no, it's, it's, and I remember arguing with her because I was so certain it was 400 children. But, um, and anyway, that's my, that's my first one. I like that one. What about you? What's your, what was your first one? I didn't steal your favorite, did I? Oh, no, 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 no. Our, our lists are different. My first one is She Believes in Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, such, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, such that's a very good. Lionel Richie ish. It's so good. Yeah. And, and, um, I think why I appreciate it because I am such an approval addict that if a man was singing to me and she believes in me, I'm like, yes, I do. It's all about me. And I do believe in you. And I think it's great because Kenny Rogers has a great range. He can, he, and he's, he's gravelly when he needs to be, but man, that was a little bit of a power when she believes, we'll play some of it. And she believes in me, I'll never know just what she sees in me, I told her someday if she was my girl, I could change the world. My little songs was wrong. But she has it was right. I always I always thought, yes, I want a man to sing me a song about how thankful he is that I am in his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Uh-huh, it is. We, we yes. should <laughs> But that's good. But, you know, it's I think what we're, we're, while we're both laughing, we're both getting was, you know, there was something visceral that, yes. you know, just hearing those songs, you know, that, that you could relate to them, you know, and, and uh, that's what I think that's what makes a good songwriter. And plus, you know, he had a very unique that kind of gravelly voice that was only his, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people could, could sing those songs, but very few people could really cover them the way he did. And um, that's what makes a good performer and a good songwriter. Now, I don't know. I, I will admit, um, I do know he co-wrote a lot of his stuff, but I don't know if he wrote all of his, yes. his songs, you know, I mean, that's one, that's one strike I have against George Strait is he's had probably what, 60 or 70 mm-hmm. um, number ones or something, but I don't think he's written any of them, but I do think Kenny Rogers wrote a substantial number of his songs. What's your second one? Second one is Ruby. Um, I like that one. You know, Ruby, don't take your love to town. Um, that was one that um, I remember from a, a long time ago. But if I'm not mistaken, that was not um, that was with the first edition that he was more of a like a psychedelic or a yes. kind of a rock band. Um, and that was that song. Um, I don't know if he redid the arrangement or I've, I've never heard the original um recording but that to me is a country song um so mm-hmm. i i've never heard what the first version was but i know he recorded that with the first edition which was i think one of his first bands but it well, wasn't a country band but that right. certainly has a country feel and i get same same reason i just like that song i like the chorus um and and the story behind it it's a it's a, it's a good song um my second one is the greatest now some people might make fun of me for that because it is one that came out way, way later in, I think he was in his fifties or his sixties. And it was a bit of a resurgence for, Oh, look, Kenny Rogers has a new song. There is new music. I enjoy that song because it is, I like a story song and it's a story song with a twist. And so I 
I don't want to spoil it here. What is that twist? I don't I don't want to spoil it, but okay, I will. The little boy's playing baseball, and here comes the first pitch, and he swings and he misses, and then he's really excited, and everybody's cheering and rooting for him, and then he swings again and he misses, and so the third time you think, oh my gosh, he's got to hit it this time, and he swings and he misses, and and you're thinking, oh, he's so sad, but then he comes home and he he tells his mom, I didn't know I could pitch like that. So the entire time, the little boy's the pitcher; he's not the batter. So it's a ah. little it's a little twist on um, the story, and it is a sweet. It's almost lullaby like. It's very soft and gentle, and the I love the video. I'll I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But he's it's it's very sweet. It's very gentle. It's Kenny Rogers storytelling with that gravelly voice that comes in. Um, that you just love me. I just love it from Kenny. And so it was, it's one that the first time I heard it, loved it. And it's stuck with me for a long time. So I thought I got to keep that one in there because I don't know if many people even know it. Yeah, no, that's one, uh, that's one only true fans know, I guess. Right. Right. And your third one, I believe is one only true fans know, or unless they watch the big Lebowski, like you said, I bet they know that one. Tell everybody about the third one. (laughs) Well, no, but um, just called Just Dropped In and his first one of his first I don't know if it's his first band but one of his first bands in his career and it was like late 60s early 70s I think and um, everybody knows the song I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in and it's it's a dream sequence in The Big Lebowski where he's um, where Jeff Lebowski has got the white suit on and he's dancing up and down the stairs or whatever um, but it's a rock song and um, it's it's one of those ones you again you've heard in the background and elevators and whatever your whole life but if mm. you stop a moment <laughs> and listen to the vocal you think well that's Kenny Rogers and sure enough it is and that's one of the reasons why I like it is just because you know like you said he crossed a lot of genres um, and he was, he was a very versatile artist and we can talk about one of the reasons he was so successful and um, prolific is because he he uh, not just Dolly but there was Dottie West mm-hmm. and a lot of other people he did duets with that um, you know, we're, we're more popular than him at the time, frankly. And that's how you, that's how you earn a living for mm-hmm. 60 years in show business, just that kind of stuff. But yeah, I really like that just dropped in song again, for those reasons, just cause it's a, it's, it's a rock song. It's not a country song, but it's still Kenny Rogers on vocal. And you just see how versatile the voice is. Absolutely. My third one is actually a duet. And in my research, I did learn, just as you said, he was sought after because he could blend with pretty much anyone. And obviously, everybody knows what all he did with Dolly Parton and all the all the great, great things they did. And as you mentioned, Dottie West, too, they had a ton of songs together. But another one that I think people don't remember, Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer. Do you remember that one with Kim Carnes? Kim Carnes, right? Isn't that incredible? She had kind of a gravity. She did. And you hear it and it is just gold. But mine is We've Got Tonight with Sheena Easton. Come on. Yes, yeah, that was 
good. Yeah. Oh my goodness, and, um, that was yeah, so, so it, good. And how random. Yeah, those are all great Sheena songs. Easton, but Sheena Easton yep. is on the pop billboard. So is Kim Carnes. And so that's how he kind of just scooted in there a little bit and came back out and scooted in a little bit and came back out. But we've yep. got tonight is just great. And she can go high and he matches her. And oh my goodness, it's wonderful. Yeah. And then the last thing I will say, because I did a bonus one, only because it's my podcast and I can do that. My honorable mention that I put in here because I love it with all of my whole heart and its entire album is Once Upon a Christmas with Kenny and Dolly and it makes my heart happy and we listen to it from when I was itty bitty and every Christmas I still listen to it because it's magical and everybody should go own it and listen to it. Oh, um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Was that song ever featured in a Hallmark Christmas movie? More than likely, it was a Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, speaking of that, um, I've got an honorable mention that I didn't share with you because I have a trivia question for you. I want to see if you can answer this. Oh, crap. Okay. Now, um, Kenny Rogers had a song on the Urban Cowboy soundtrack. (gasps) What was it? Mm -mm. Um, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Love the world away. It's in the background and you really have to listen for it. No, but, um, when? It's on there. It's, uh, I think it's when it's during him and Sissy's courtship. Um, and, and, uh, but I remember it because my parents had the Urban Cowboy eight track. <laughs> and I remember that we listened to that constantly. And I remember that song was on there. Awesome. I had no idea. So anyway, if you, look, if you make the Urban Cowboy soundtrack, there's something special about you anyway. So. Amen, brother. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say other number one hits, and you tell me if it's worth people listening to or if it's overrated. Okay, these are, these are Kenny Rogers songs that went to number one, and you're just getting my take on if they're listenable or you should skip them. Correct. Okay, shoot. The first one is The Gambler. It's worth listening to, but again, that's like um, Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Like, it's, you know, that's only part of the catalog, even though it's the most played. Okay. I love it, and I think most people will know it. It's the same with this one, Islands in the Stream, duet with Dolly Parton. That's certainly worth it because Dolly's on it, and she's the best ever. So I would say yes, that's definitely worth listening to, even though, even though, listen, it's aged a little, and it's a little cheap. Let's just look at it for what it is. A huge moneymaker for both of them. Oh, bless it. Can I also tell you that was the song that he forgot the words to, and it was his big finish, and oh, it broke my heart. But yes, Islands in the Stream, so good. Here's the third one, Lady. Oh, that's great. That's a Lionel Richie song. Um, Lionel Richie wrote that song for the Commodores, and he re-recorded it, as did Engelbert Humperdinck years <laughs> later. But I will tell you, I like... Kenny Rogers version. Okay. Uh, <laughs> through the years. Through the years. Um, yeah, that's one of those slideshow. You know, <laughs> one of those. Like, yeah. Your parents' 50th so like anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. That and uh, Elvis memories. Like you just those, those two. You could do a whole PowerPoint of anything that. Has aged well. 
this was one later, Buy Me a Rose. I, I don't know that one. No, yeah, it came out it came out maybe in the nineties or the early aughts. Yeah. It's it's decent. I, I will that say that. Yeah. Uh Love Will Turn You Around. Love will eh. turn you Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Too 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 poppy. Too poppy. Okay. You decorated my life. That's a great one too. It's I like that one. one. Um is that a duet? No. I like that one. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Gosh, these it's like, to our point earlier. It's like some of these songs so I haven't thought about in years. I mean, so it's crazy. Good. Um, Coward of the County. Yeah, that's isn't that the follow up to uh, that's sort that's sort of a the gambler um, gambler yeah. meets Lucille. I like it's a yeah, and then I, if I if I'm not mistaken, there was a TV movie or something <laughs> based there around was. that one. There, there really, really was. <laughs> How sad, but great for Kenny. But that's so random. Um, how about Morning Desire? I, I don't know that one. Either. I didn't know that one either, but it's exactly what you think it's about. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe they, that might be a good, um, a good Bachelor theme song, maybe. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's, here's some trivia or things to know with, um, he did have that group. You were saying it was the Kenny Rogers in the first edition. And like you said, they were very funk pop new age type folksy thing all mixed together, but it was the seventies. So that makes sense. Uh, he was very good at a certain sport. Do you know which sport it was? Um, I'm going to go with baseball. I don't know. No, it was tennis. Ah, I and didn't know that. He claims that he could beat Boris Becker if he wanted to. <laughs> Becker, Beckett, Boris Becker. Yeah, it's really, it's really, yeah. It's like <laughs> when Boris Becker was winning at 18 years old, Kenny Rogers was like 45. It's real easy to make that claim at that point in your life because you know it's never going to be tested. <laughs> but good for him. I'm sure he was excellent. Ah. Oh. So he didn't like his plastic surgery, as we talked about. He did not like it. And he was upset because he said he was known for his kind of slit, crinkly eyes, you know, the smoldery look. And the plastic surgery took that away. It almost like it widened his eyes and made him look completely different. He did not like it. Yeah, it made him look surprised. It did. Um, he was asked to endorse cigarettes, liquor, and beer, but he said no to all of those because he didn't want to be associated with such nonsense. Do you know what he did endorse? Uh, chicken. He had a chicken place. Kenny he, Rogers Roast. He, <laughs> he did have a chicken place. Yes. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about, but he did yeah. have a chicken place. Oh. He kind of went under, but yes. No. I'm talking about... Yeah, no idea what other product. Okay. So... The man who is in charge of Dole, as in the pineapple, paid him $17 million to endorse Dole pineapples. Listen, that's what 120 hits gets you, is <laughs> money like that to endorse. Good Lord. And as... You as, know what? Listen, you know what he would have... Listen, he would have to... He would have to combine... Let me, let me put this artfully... In order for me to pay him seventeen million bucks, he would have to combine that morning desire song with the pineapple in some way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> 
to put it into perspective, the article that I read said that Pepsi paid Michael Jackson $5 million to do that commercial. And they set his hair on Mm -hmm. fire. So I think Kenny came out ahead. (laughs) Here's the other thing, too. This is what you were talking about earlier. He's been married five times. And, again, Mm -hmm. very charming ladies' man. I don't think in a gross way. I just think he likes to be married. And he likes love songs and ballads and everything. Because no article ever said anything negative about him. The most negative thing it said was... His last wife, whose name is Wanda Miller, who he's been married to for, I think, 28 years or something. No, no, no. 23 years, some sort of years. Um, And she was his wife when he passed away this week. The age difference between them is 28 years. Good for Kenny. That's also what $17 million (laughs) and a lot of pineapple will get you. Get this. But he had did if I'm not mistaken, he, he had twins with he one of them. He did with like, this one. One of it Yes, he did with this yeah. one. Uh-huh. Um, get this. Her parents are two years younger than he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God bless that guy. Uh, but he was always one of those guys, whenever you saw him on in an interview, whenever you saw him. Um, you know, on stage or whatever, he was just so personable. And, you know, I agree with you. I don't think he was just, he wasn't getting married to get married. I think he probably did love these women. He lived a long life and, you know, show business is a tough way to make it work. But, um, you know, I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have kids with like all of his wives or anything? He's got like six or seven kids. He's got five kids. Good for that guy. And he's, and he had twins with the lady, the lady who was, I don't know. She was she was a hostess at his the restaurant he was frequenting, and he gave her his number, and then they got married and were married for all this time. So yeah, he and Dolly Parton did not date. No matter what you may think, both of them say that they did not date. However, Kenny Rogers said he tried a lot of times to date Dolly, and she said no every single time. I did also find You're out good that, for Dolly. Yeah, I did also find out that. As you mentioned, Lionel Richie did write Lady for him, and I thought that was super fun trivia. I also learned that whenever they filmed We Are the World in that studio. Oh, yes, he was. I forgot he was there. That was his studio. Wow. Isn't that interesting? They needed a place in L.A., and he had a studio in some random building and so Quincy Jones said, hey, can we come over? And Kenny was like, sure. So that's why he's there. I'm sure they would have called him anyway because he was a big deal. But I thought that was neat that that's where they filmed it. Would you? Oh, here's here's uh. another one. A song of his held a Billboard chart record for 27 years. And that meant the record was a song that started into country and moved over to pop and stayed there for 27 years no other country song that moved over to pop beat it until just recently do you want to guess the song that oh that my was god and you're asking me what that is you know um it. you know it I, I need a hint it's with dolly oh islands in the stream yes so that that vacillated back <laughs> and forth between country and pop until this song came along, and I know you won't know it, Amazed by Lone Star beat it. I do know that song. But it didn't deserve to beat Islands in the Stream, did it? 
Yeah, I agree with that. How much money right now do you think Kenny Rogers is worth? I would bet based upon that size catalog and that length of career, he's worth three to five hundred million dollars. That is so close. It's two hundred and fifty million. I would have never guessed that, but yeah. good for you. Here's yeah. what I remember him saying at the concert I went to is that he grew up poor. And so he was always really nervous about money and he always wanted to endorse it in the proper places and try to make money in the proper places and try to work hard to always have more money because he was so afraid he would be poor. And then at the end he goes, and it turns out I still am because I have so much alimony to give away. Let's see, 250 divided by five. Yeah, that's, that'll do it. <laughs> Thank the Lord for pineapple. Yeah. Uh, I think, look, all kidding aside, man, um, that's, uh, that's a guy that, uh, that contributed and certainly was, um, you know, I appreciated having um, in the soundtrack of my life for a long time. And uh, God rest his soul and, you know, pray for his kids and his family and all that stuff. What a good life and a great career. What a great song. Am I right? You can hear that and other songs that some guy in Austin and I talked about in the show notes. Go find them, click them, watch them. They are amazing. During this time of social distancing, I'm offering my summer book list for free. So message me if you'd like that. Email, connect to my socials. I'm at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my other books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. P.S. They're also on that summer book reading list because I put them on there. Hee <laughs> hee. You can find them wherever books are sold or on that list. Wash your hands. Stay safe until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. I will have-